Hi, I'm Kristen Sisko. I'm an immigration associate at Minor and Landis. I'm joined today by my colleague, Lynn Walker, for our lightning round Q&A. We received some really good questions over the past two weeks that I believe speak to how hot the job market's been. So it's certainly no lie that there's been a lot of movement in the workforce these days. And judging by the questions we received, our listeners are all over it. We received a few questions about employment authorization for dependent family members, and then also some individuals on L1A visas and an H1B visa that are looking to change jobs. Uh, we received quite a few questions. So if we didn't get to your question today and you're looking for an immediate answer, please give us a call and schedule a consultation with us. So Lynn, to get us started, can you perhaps just give us a general rundown of the more popular visa categories and indicate whether a visa holder's spouse can obtain work authorization in the United States? Thank you, Kristen. So that is a really important question, and that's something that we get asked frequently. And at times, that's also a determining factor as to whether someone wants to transfer to the U.S. to work. So while L2 and E3, E1, and E2 spouses can work, dependents of TN visa holders, O1A, O1B visa holders, and F1 visa holders may not work in the United States. H4 spouses may only work in limited circumstances. So in order for an H4 spouse to work, their principal spouse, the H1B visa holder, must have an approved I-140 petition. If the H1B principal visa holder does not have an approved I-140 petition, then their H4 spouse may not work in the United States. Thanks, Lynn. So if the dependent spouse is able to work in the United States under some of these visa categories, do they need to take any steps to obtain work authorization or is that just incidental to their status? Well, there's a lot of controversy about that. Um, and that's been brought up because of a recent lawsuit that was settled by DHS, which will probably cover in the next lightning round or the one after when we get some more clarity as to the terms of the settlement agreement. But for the most part, dependent spouses who are authorized to work in the US must file a form I-765 application for employment authorization. And they have to wait for that application to get approved in order to commence employment in the US. So Kristen, that takes us to a related topic. So we had some very interesting questions about H-1Bs and L-1As and L-1Bs and their ability to switch employers in the U.S. So let me read the first question to you. Um, so we have an L-1A visa holder who's currently working as a manager in the U.S. and she was offered a really great job with a new employer. Can she accept that job in the U.S.? And if so, what or what can't she do? So L's are tough ones. They're employer specific. One of the criteria for an L visa is that the applicant must have been employed for one continuous year in either a managerial, executive, or specialized knowledge capacity for the same company or an affiliate of that company abroad 
prior to applying in the United States. So this means that when somebody comes to the United States on an L visa, they have to stay with that same employer or an affiliate of that employer. They're kind of locked in in that sense. So for example, if you worked for Apple abroad and you came to the United States to work for Apple, you couldn't just switch jobs and start working for Google. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to switch jobs, you would need to transfer to an affiliated employer in the United States that's affiliated with the employer that you worked for abroad to satisfy that one continuous year abroad. So for an L1A visa holder, even an L1B visa holder, changing employers might not work unless they can really show that the new employer and their employer abroad are related, correct? Correct. And it might just take a lot more planning. It's not just a matter of, I received a job offer, let me switch right away. It may require them going back abroad and obtaining experience with that new employer abroad for a year and then coming back to the United States. They also need to be mindful of the total number of years that they can stay in L status. So just because they went abroad for a different employer and came back, it doesn't reset the clock on the total number of years that they can stay in L status. Excellent. Excellent. So um, our next question may be also challenging. It's a very loaded question. So I'm going to read it to you. And I I think we're going to have to answer it in step. So we got a question from someone who's in the U.S. as an H-1B visa holder. She's a physical therapist who wants to change her job. So first, she wants to accept an offer of employment for a new position, a full-time position as an assistant professor at a local university. Then what she wants to do is change her current job to a part-time role with as a physical therapist. So both roles are located in New York City and she'll be working on site for each employer. What needs to happen for her to be able to accept this full-time role as an assistant professor with the university while also maintaining her part-time employment as a physical therapist. This is a really good one. There's a lot to unpack with this one. Um, So the first issue that comes up is for a physical therapist in New York state, you need to have a license. New York state requires anyone working as a physical therapist, including those in H1B status to be licensed. So she needs to ensure that her license stays valid the entire time. Uh, The second issue here is that her current employer, if they want to retain her in a part-time capacity, so she would be doing basically two concurrent jobs at the same time, which is possible on an H-1B, but her current employer would need to file an amended H-1B petition. This requires a new LCA, Um, and a form I-129 petition for the part-time employment to show to the government that she's switching from a full-time capacity to a part-time capacity. The next issue here is with her new job at the university. The new job at the university would also need to file an LCA for her and an H-1B petition for her as a full-time assistant professor. Now, this is a little bit tricky because we need to remember that as an H-1B visa holder, She needs to be employed in a specialty occupation that requires a bachelor's degree in a field related to the occupation. 
So an individual who possesses a master's degree in physical therapy, she would be able to teach, but she would only be able to teach as related to physical therapy. She couldn't start teaching business classes Mm. or anything outside the scope of physical therapy that would be in violation. That wouldn't be the specialty occupation that she has her degree for. So that's a lot to unpack with that one question. And we can kind of go on about how to actually go forward with this, with the concurrent H1Bs. And then there's a lot of hoops to kind of jump through along the way. So this is something that somebody would really want to come in for a consultation about just so we can examine the full, the full scenario. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for with questions today, but I want to remind everybody that any questions sent to us remain confidential. All personal information remains confidential. So keep sending them our way. We'll do our best to answer as many as we can on our next round. As always, follow our Immigration Update podcast, Minor and Landis. Look for us on any podcast app. Disclaimer, the information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.